Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Meir Turin. Mesechas Yevamis has been dedicated in honor of Rabbi Aaron Kaufman, Rosh Yeshivas Ateres Shmuel of Waterbury. The daf we'll be talking about today is Mesechtes Yevamis, daf Kuf Dalet Amad Aleph. Now Rav on daf Kuf Gimel Amad Beis on the very bottom says the following memra. Amar Rav Hilchasah, the halacha is, Echad Sandal Hamusgar, whether one has a shoe with a confined nega, Echad Sandal Hamuchlit, or a shoe with a confirmed nega, Echad Sandal Shalvedis Kechavim, or a shoe of Avedizara, Lay Tachlais, it cannot be used, Luchatrila for Chalitza. However, in all these cases, in Chalitza, Chalitza Sakshera, Bidi Eved, if the Chalitza is done, the Chalitza is valid. Now, what is the case of a sandal shalavadis kechavim? Rashi explains that they would place a shoe on the tselem, on the avadizara, on its foot. When they would transport the avadizara from place to place, pashtis in order that the avadizara should not become damaged, they would place a shoe on the foot of the avadizara. And the reason the chalitza is kasher b'di'evad is because this shoe is functioning with the function of a shoe on the foot of the Avedizara. And therefore it has a shame minol, a shame shoe. Now the halacha is that Misham Shavadizara, Rashi explains, are not with Sarefa Kaimba. We don't view it as if that it's Aymid for certain to be burnt, because Islutakant of a bitl, if the guy will decide to Mavatl the Avedizara, this item will now become mutter. Tysus brings down this Svara of Rashi that since that guy has the ability to mevatel avedizara, therefore cannot be viewed as mechdash tiurei, as if the shear is already broken up, even though the guy at this point was not yet mevatel it. And he says that the same shot in the Gemara Masechtes Rosh Hashanah Daf Chavches Amid Aleph, where the Gemara teaches us that a shayfer avedizara lo yiska uchatchila cannot be used for tekiyah shayfer. However, im taka yatsa b'di'eved if you use it b'di'eved your yatsi. However, Titus has a problem with this Mahalach because the Sigim Mesech Deschulen in the end of Parakisei Adam on Daf Peites Amid Aleph, where the Gemara says over there that a Shaifer Avedizara, not only Lchatchila can you not be take care with it, but even B'di Evanim Takabai Layatsa. And the Gemara over there explains the reason being because Avedizara is Kesusei Mechta Shiurei. Avedizara is considered as if it's broken up and therefore you do not have the proper share. So we seem to have a contradiction on our hands. On the one hand, the Sigya in Yevamis and in Rosh Hashanah hold that the Eved, it is not considered Ksusei Mechta Shi'urei. And yet the Sigya in Chulun says clearly that even the Eved, the Shaifer, is no good. Taisus brings down two possible answers to resolve this contradiction. Taisus' answer is that over there in the Sigya Mesechta Shulun, we're talking about an Avedi Zara, which is owned by a Jew. And the din is that Avedizara, owned by a Jew, it's not good enough for a Jew to mevatel it. And will still retain its halacha of an Avedizara. And he says the Gemara in Periklu of HaGazel, in Sukkah on the Aflam and Aleph on the Beis, answers this very same answer. On this, that Rava says over there that a Luv of Avedizara, a person should not take. However, over there, the Gemara asks the contradiction from the Mishnah, that says that a love of an asherachel of a desire is possible even by the avid. And on there the Gemara answers that the Mishnah apostles even by the avid is talking about asherah de Maisha, which means that when Klal Yisrael entered Eretz Yisrael, those asherahs that they found and they were kinda now became of a desires of Yisrael. And since you cannot be mavatalit, like it says in the Pasuk, Asherim Tisufum Be'esh, the only eitz is to burn it. Therefore, it's Ksuse Mechta Shi'ure, and one is not Yaitse with such a love even with the Evan, and so explains the Ran over there, Mesech the Sukkah as well. If so, Titus says we can apply the same thing over here. The Sugin Yavam that says a shoe of Chalitza, that's from Avadzara, is okay with the Evan. And who had in the Sugin Mesech the Rosh Hashanah that says if someone uses a Shaifer of Avadzara with the Evan, he's Yaitse, is talking about specifically an Avadzara belonging to a non Jew. And since you're able to mevatel it, therefore we cannot view it as if it's ksusei mechta shiurei. Masha'enke in the sugya mesechta schulun that says, one is not yaitse with the shayfer, even with the eved, because we do view it as ksusei mechta shiurei. It's talking about a shayfer of a desire that belongs to a Yisrael, which over there, bitl does not help. 
However, Rabbeinu Tam has a different approach how to resolve the Stiris HaSugas. Rabbeinu Tam says we can be talking about in all the cases, even in the Sugya of Chulun, is talking about an Avedizar which is owned by a guy, by a non-Jew. Just the Nafkamina between the Sugya over here in Yavamis and the Mesechus Rosh Hashanah from the Sugya in Chulun is that over here we're talking about after Bittal, where the guy was already mevatel the Avay Zara, and that's why it says, Bidi Eved, the shoe could be used for Chalitza, and the Sugi in Rosh Hashanah says, Bidi Eved, the shofar is kosher. Masha'enke in the Sugi in Chulun, it says, it's even possible, Bidi Eved is talking about Kainam Bittal, it's talking about before the guy was mevatel the Avay Zara. Now Rabbeinu Tam explains, if indeed the Pshat is like he's saying, that the Sugi in Rosh Hashanah and Yavamis is talking about even after a Bittal, after the guy was already mevatel his Avedah Zara, so now it's not an Avedah Zara anymore. So why does the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah say, L'chatchila, it cannot be used as a shayfer? And how come the Sugi in Yavamis says, L'chatchila, this shoe cannot be used for Chalitza? Rabbeinu Tam comes along with a tremendous Chiddush. Zakti Rabbeinu Tam, because even though true, granted, it's not an Avedah Zara anymore, but still, L'chatchila cannot be used for the shoe of Chalitza, nor to be used for the shaifer of Rosh Hashanah, because ma'as le'inyan mitzvah. As far as a mitzvah purpose is concerned, it is a mias, it is considered disgusting. Because at one point, this object had a shame of a desire upon it. Number one, we see from Rabbeinu Tam, a big yisait, that he considers chalitza to be a mitzvah. And like we talked about ba'arichas in the shir, in the beginning of this parak. And this Yisrael really we see from Rashi as well on Kuf Gimel Amad Beis. Rashi Devaramaschil Chalitzasak Sheira, where Rashi asks a question: Why is a sandal of Avedizara kasher for Chalitza? Isn't a person getting pleasure from the Avedizara? On that Rashi answers: Well, mitzvahs lavle hanes nitnu. The mitzvahs were not given to be a source of pleasure, so therefore there's no issue. From Rashi as well we see that he views Chalitza as a mitzvah. But Akopanim, Taisis is now telling us, B'Shem Rabbeinu Tam, a Yusayin, the Rabbeinu Tam says, though this object is not anymore an Avedah Zara, as far as a mitzvah purpose is concerned, Luchatchila, it is not to be used because it is Mias. Then Taisis says a tremendous Yusayin, even if we'll say that when it comes to the Shaifer, and when it comes to the Shu of Chalitza, Rabbeinu Tam says, Luchatchila cannot be used because Ma is L'Inyan Mitzvah, when it comes to the mitzvah of Kisei Hadam, after one performs the Shrita, covering over the blood, over there Taisa says, even Rabbeinu Tam would agree that Afar of an Avedizara, of Ir Hanidachas, even L'Chatchila, can be used for the mitzvah of Kisei Hadam. And Taisa just says, because Leidam Ya Kisei L'Chalitza, Kisei is not similar to Chalitza, L'Inyan Kisei Leichai Shinon Lemias. When it comes to Kisei Hadam, we are not concerned for the issue of Mius. So we have to understand what exactly is the Svar of Taisis. Why is it so Pasha by Taisis that there's an Afghamina between Kisi Adam and the mitzvah of Shaifer and Chalitza, where though there's this issue of Mius when it comes to Shaifer and Chalitza, by Kisi Adam there is no issue. Well, Chairo, we can be Mechalik between Tkiah Shaifer and Chalitza and Kisi Adam in the following way. We find two different types of mitzvahs. Some mitzvahs, the Iker mitzvah is the Taitzah, the outcome that comes about from the mitzvah. And we find other mitzvahs where the actual mitzvah is the Maisa mitzvah, the action of the mitzvah which is performed. One can say when it comes to Tkia Shaifer and Chalitza Sasandal, over there the Iker Maisa mitzvah is the action, the blowing of the Shaifer and the removing of the shoe. Mashenken by Kisi Adam, the aside of the mitzvah over there is, the Iker mitzvah is the outcome, that the blood should be covered over. A riot to this one can bring from the Sugim Mesech the Sukkah and Mesech the which teaches us that Kiso Haruach, the mitzvah is Nidcha. If the wind came and blew dirt over the blood and now the blood is entirely covered, the mitzvah now is not applicable anymore. Because at the end of the day, the blood now is covered. Asha'enke, when it comes to a shayfer, when it comes to chalitza sasandal, that is pashit, that if a wind would blow and cause the sounds of the shayfer to come out, or a wind would blow off the shoe, off the yavam, of course the din is that a person still must go back and blow the shayfer and remove the shoe. Because over there the ikr mitzvah is the maisa mitzvah, the action of mitzvah, the removing of the shoe and the blowing of the shayfer. And therefore, there's a tremendous nafkamina when we want to look at 
the object of mitzvah. When it comes to shayfer, and when it comes to chalitza, since the ikr mitzvah is blowing in a shayfer, removing the shoe, therefore the shoe and shayfer have a status of a chayfet shal mitzvah, an object of mitzvah. And therefore, and only there, did Rabbeinu Tam say his svara, that once this object was once used for an zara, it is meas to go ahead and now use it for a mitzvah. Because the mitzvah entails directly the action of using this object, blowing a shaifer, and going ahead removing the shoe. Masha'enke, when it comes to kisi adam, though true, there is a tnai, it must be covered with dirt, However, since the Iker Mitzvah is the outcome, the fact that the blood is covered, and it's just a Hechetimsa, it's more a Tanaiba Alma, that one has to have dirt covering it, therefore it's not viewed as the Mitzvah is to go ahead to cover with dirt. The Mitzvah is to make sure the blood is covered. And therefore we don't view the dirt as a Hechetimsa Mitzvah, an object of Mitzvah, that there should be an issue of Mias to go ahead and use it if it was once used for Abed It would seem to be that this is what the Emek Bracha means as well. The Emek Bracha on Daf Tzadi Hei Amid Aleph in Daf Hei Asefer in Inyane Luav Eis Zayin writes the following: Nirla Ni Estaiti Kavanas Taisis Sloimai. It would seem to me that the Kavana of Taisis is to say the Hadahayel of Shem Avodah Zara who Maos LeMitzvah. That this we find that an object that had a Shem Avodah Zara on it now becomes Maos for a Mitzvah. LeShayich Zeh Elohim Hu Nasa Chayfet HaMitzvah. That is only applicable if this object itself becomes an object of mitzvah. The alkane therefore litin shayfer v'sandel shechalitza davechafta shel mitzvah pasul chatzila. Therefore, as far as shayfer and sandal is concerned, where it is an object of mitzvah, it is pasul chatzila to be used. Avul b'kisi adam when it comes to the mitzvah of kisi adam ein ha'afer nechshav lechafta shel mitzvah. The dirt itself is not considered an object of mitzvah. The Iker Mitzvah is the Maisa Kisui, which needs to be done Ba'afar, but it's not considered a Chayfet Shal Mitzvah. It's not clear, he doesn't stress exactly by Kisui Adam why he does not view the Afar as a Chayfet Shal Mitzvah, but it would seem to be, perhaps, what we're saying, that when it comes to Shaifer and, and Chalitza, the, mit- the mitzvah is to do an action with this object, to go ahead and blow Shaifer using the Shaifer to remove the shoe of Chalitza from the foot of the Yavim. Mashiach, when it comes to Kisi Adam, the mitzvah is not to do an action with this dirt. Rather, the mitzvah is the outcome, the fact that the blood should be covered over. And therefore, we don't view the offer on that same level of being considered a Chayfer Mitzvah, an object of mitzvah. Another riot to this Yisoy, that Kisya Adam is different than Shaifer and Chalitza, is we find in the Rashbam in Pashas Achremites, where the Rashbam writes that the purpose of putting the dirt on top of the blood is a siyag, sort of like a gate, to prevent the person from the Isser of Achilah's Dam of coming to eat blood. Over there as well, we see the Ikir Yisoy HaMitzvah is the Tetzah, the fact that the blood should be covered, that someone should not come to eating the Dam. Din the Chinuch over there in Pashas Achrimais as well writes that the Tam of Kisi Adam is that a person should not get a Midas Achzarius Benafshay, he should not become a cruel person by going ahead eating meat of an animal, eating meat while the blood is still lying in front of you, and therefore the blood must be covered first before you partake from the meat. Over there as well, the purpose is that the blood should be covered from the eye, the person should not be seeing the blood. And therefore we understand why indeed the Allah is by Kisoa Ruach, once the wind blows over and covers the dam, there is no makam anymore for the mitzvah. One, however, can ask a question that we can understand by the Shua of Chalitza. Perhaps over there the gather of the mitzvah is the action of removing the shoe, doing a mitzvah with this object. But however, when it comes to Tukiah Shaifer, it would seem that over there the mitzvah is not blowing in the Shaifer. After all, the Rambam in Perak Aleph Mehilcha Shaifer writes clearly the mitzvah is Lishmaya Kol Shaifer, to hear the sound of the Shaifer. Yet over here we're saying that the mitzvah according to Rabbeinu Tam is the blowing of the Shaifer, and therefore the Shaifer is viewed as a Chayfet Shal Mitzvah. But this is good because the Rosh in the fourth parak of Rosh Hashanah, in the end of Simen Yud, indeed brings down Meshem Rabbeinu Tam, that the bracha that is to be made on Tukiah Shaifer is not Lishmaya Kol Shaifer, which is Arminag, but rather the bracha should be Al Tukiah Shaifer, on the blowing of the Shaifer. 
And the Achrayim are Medayik and Shittas Rabbeinu Tam, that he indeed holds that the mitzvah to Kiyah Shaifer is the blowing of the Shaifer, not the listening to the Kol Shaifer. And therefore Rabbeinu Tam Lashitase holds the Shaifer is then viewed as the Chafta Shal Mitzvah, and therefore there is an issue of Mias if it was once used for Avedazara. The Gemara further teaches us that a sandal of Takruvus Avedazara lay taklites, a shoe which was brought as Takruvus Avedazara cannot be used for Chalitza. The Chalitza Tzula, even with the Eved, the Chalitza is no good. Rashi explains what is the case of a sandal of Takruvus Avedazara. Rashi says, Sheikrivu Amastru Lufanav Lushem Dairen, that it was brought in front of the Avedazara as a present. The Kaimulam Mesephthas Avedazara, Dachnum Daladam and Aleph, we paskin in Mesephthas Avedazara, Dachnum Daladam and Aleph, the Takruvus Avedazara ain't la bitl elamis. That Takruvus Avedazara can never be Nispatel. The Iskish Lameis, it is Hukesh to a dead body, which is the Isra Hana. The Siv Ayoichum Izivchei Meisim. Hilkoch Leisle Takanta, therefore there is no Eitzah for this item, and the shoe of Chalitza is considered broken up. Ask all the Rishonim on Rashi, the Ramban, the Rajba, the Ritzva, and the Meiri, because we passed Gidim Asafas of Eitzara on the Afnunam Ebeis, then in order for something to be Bechlal the Isra of Takrubus of Eitzara, it needs to be Bedafka something that it was done in it, Ke'enpnim. The Hainu, for example, if a person throws a stick in front of the Avedizara, the din is that it does not become Takruz Avedizara. Because since, by the way, Samidash, Zrika was, Zrika was with down with blood, and by blood it's splattered about as you throw it. Therefore, Hadina Zrika Avamako is not Daima to Ke'en Pnim, to Zrika Mishtabaris, and therefore it does not become Takruz Avedizara. Therefore, the Rishonim ask over here where the person just brought this shoe and placed it in front of the Avaydazara, it's not Ke'en Pnim, and therefore it should not be Bechal the Isser Takruvas. Therefore, the Rishonim learn different shot in the Gemara than Rashi. They learn the Pshat in the Gemara is a person first shechted an animal, La Avaydazara. If so, there already was the action of Shrita, which is Ke'en Pnim, and the person did a L'Shem Avaydazara. Therefore, now this animal becomes Aser, Al Takruvas Avaydazara. And then, from the hide of the animal, a person made a shoe, and he wants to use it for chalitza. On this we say that, no, it is also to be used for chalitza. So we have to understand, what does Rashi do with this question? The Me'iri over here wants to say, that perhaps we're talking about katzai mitzil First he cut, cut it to size, l'shem avedizara, and therefore that cutting has a status like shchita, and therefore it's ke'em pnim, and so writes the hemek she'ela, that that is the kavanah of Rashi here as well. However, it's a little bit hard to understand that, that that's what Rashi means to say. Rashi Lucharis should have spoken this out. If in order to become Takruvis, Rashi held the needs that originally when it was cut down, it was cut L'Shem Avedizara. Unless you'll say that Rashi does add in one extra word, Rashi doesn't just say Masru L'Fana L'Shem Dairim, but Rashi first adds the word Hikrivuhu, and perhaps Rashi means to say like the Hemek She'ela and the Me'iri, that it was first hikrivu, first cut l'shem avaydazara, and then it was brought in front of the avaydazara. However, it's a little bit still hard to understand this shana. Rashi, Rashi l'chayra, should have spoken out such an integral point. Comes along the Aruch Lener, and the Aruch Lener says that Rashi did not want to learn like the other Rishayim. They were talking about that first the person shechted the animal l'shem avaydazara, and then from that animal he made a sandal. He says that's not meduyik in the Lashon Hagemara. Rashi held the language the Gemara uses, sandal, shel takrus avedizara, is mashma, that the sandal itself is the takrus avedizara. According to these Rishayim, Rashi held, the Gemara should have said, sandal shasu may takrus avedizara, a shoe that was made from takrus avedizara. And therefore, Rashi did not want to learn like the other Rishayim. Now, as far as the Rishayim's question, that the suyin avedizara is very clear, then in order for something to become takruvis, it needs to be ke'en pnim. On this, the Archonah writes, the Rashi be'emes goes l'shitasai. The Gemara Masech the Sukkandaf Laman Aleph Omebeis, Rava says a memra, lulav shalavadizara, lo yito, a lulavadizara, one cannot take. And over there, Rashi explains in his second pirish, the Zelashayne, shavadasa be'lulav lahavir lufanov. That this avadizara in derech of avayda was, that they wave a lulav in front of it. On this, ask the kapis tamarim, but how does this become asr for takruvus avedizara? 
We know there's a Tanai that you need Dafka Ka'in Pnim. On this, the Shah Melch and Hilchas Lulav and Parichas Halacha Aleph brings down that he found Bishem Rabbeinu Yaina from the Sefer Meiri that something which was found in the Makamadava, the Zara itself, becomes Aser Alts Takruvis, even if it's not Ka'in Avaydas Pnim. And so is the Shittas Harambam, and so is Shittas Rashi. And therefore, Rashi and Mesech the Sukkah learns that since they pass the Luav in front of the Avedizar itself, therefore the Luav becomes Asr even without having Ka'im Pnim. This Tanai that needs to be Dafka Ka'im Pnim is only when it's not in front of the Avedizar itself. And therefore, Rashi over here goes, Lushitasai, that to bring the shoe and place it as a Dairin in front of the Avedizar itself, that Rashi holds becomes Asr of Sakruvis even without the Tanai of Ka'im Pnim. So we have here a tremendous Machaikas Rishonim, between the Rishonim and Rashi, about this Yisoyed, that you need Ka'im Pnim, in order for something to become Takrubis of a Dezara. Now there's a fascinating question that came before Rebbe Yashiv. Rebbe Yashiv brings it down in Kaivitz Chuvis, Chelek Aleph Yeridea, Simen Ayin Zayin. And the question was, with Peis Nachrius wigs, that were made, Misarisein Shalayvdei Elulim Hagarim Bahaydu. Wigs, shaitils that were made out of hair of Ibn Avadizar who live in India. Shaheem Mistapun Avadizar Shalan that they cut off their hair, Lashem Avadizar. And the question was, we know Takruz Avadizar is Asr Bahana, and is one allowed to go ahead and be Nana from these shaitils made out of the hair of the Ibn Avadizar. Rabbi Yasha writes over there in the Tshuva that in Yeridea Simeon Kuflam attests if Bez is Mavuar. That something which is not actually brought on the Mizbeach and the Beis Hamikdash, like for example here, the only time it could become Asamidin Takruvis is only if it was done in the object Kein Zvicha, Kein Zrika Mishtabaris, and Avayda Kein Pnim, like a Shrita or a Zrika Mishtabaris, and therefore Kozman that the Avadizara Avid on a certain object, for example, their Avid Avadizara with a stick. If they go ahead and they break the stick. Therefore, the stick becomes now Aser, because the Shvirus HaMakal is similar to a Zvicha, and therefore it is Aser, Al-Tzakru Savedizar. However, if people do not do an Avayda at all with this stick, so the Din is, even if it's broken, L'Shem Avedizar, that makes no difference. Dr. Eliyashu, when you wrote me this question, you added to it a letter from a famous doctor who's considered one of the world's biggest experts in this religion. And he writes that the sar itself, this that they're doing, the hair itself, is not considered the bringing of a carbon to their Avedizar. But rather, the procedure is being done to show how much they're dedicated to the Avedizara, that they're willing to destroy the beauty of their hair, with shame their Avedizara. But since the hair itself is not being brought as a carbon for Avedizara, therefore it would seem not to get on it a shame Avedizara on the hair itself. And he says, also, the Matthias over there is, that they cut the hair outside the temple, they're not cutting the hair in front of the Avedizara, and therefore we can add that even according to Rashi, that Rashi holds that you don't need the Tanai of Ka'im Pnim, but since the Sar is not being brought in front of the Avedizara as a Dairid, so even according to Sfar of Rabbeinu Yaina, that would not apply here as well. The Biyashiv therefore ends off Akhopanim in that Tshuva that he feels that there is no issue with the hair. However, Lukhair, there is an Afghan between the two approaches, Rashi and the other Rishainim, with a story that happened. Someone once went on business across the sea, and he was very hungry, and he told the people he has certain dietary laws, he can't just eat the regular things. They said, what about fruits? And he said, yes, he could eat fruits. They brought in front of him a huge basket full of fruits, apples and pears, and so on and so forth. And he was wondering, wow, how did you get such a large basket? Well, they said, well, it's no big deal. Every morning, there's a Buddha outside where we bring this basket of fruit in front of the Buddha, and therefore, now you can go ahead and eat it. And he said he was so happy that he was saved from the Isra of Takruvus Avedizara. Now, Luchaira should be telling in this Machlaikas, Rashi and the other Rishayinim. According to Rashi, we find, though if we understand Rashi, like Rabbeinu Yaina, when something is brought in front of the Avedizara itself, as a dairy and as a present, it becomes Asr, even though there was no Avaida done in the Ka'im Pnim, so therefore by the fruit, the apples and pears as well, even though there was no Avaida done in the Ka'im Pnim, I feel like Rashi indeed, it should be Asr Midairaisa, Asr of Takrubus Avedizar. However, according to all the other Rishayim that hold, they don't agree with Rashi, they hold you always need the Tanai of Ka'im Pnim, 
Therefore, over here, there would not be an issue of takruvus of a desire. The Gemara teaches us further, if you have a shoe that was made for a zakein, made for him to be takrichim, when he dies, the din is, the chalitza is possible. Rashi explains that since it's made for takriche misa, and it was not made lehilucha, to walk in and function as a shoe, lav nalhu does not get a shame now. Ravina asked her of Ashi, what is the difference between the case of Zakin Ha'asul Chvaidai, that since it's not made for the purpose of walking with, therefore it does not get a shame now, for the same Svarad Vedina Nami, the shoe of the Bezdin as well, which Bezdin would have a shoe Miyochad for Chalitza, it's not made to walk in for, but rather just for the procedure of Chalitza, and therefore it should not have a shame now. On this, Rav Ashi answered him, if the Shriach Bezdin would decide he needs a shoe to walk around in, would the Bezdin care? Would they be mocked about it? Of course not. And therefore, it still has a shame now. It's Masha from Argamara that the only reason why the shoe of Chalitza has a shame now is because they would allow the Shriach Bezdin to walk around with it. And it sounds like as well from Argamara, the fact that the Shriach Bezdin walks with it, that is enough to give it a shame now. Well, this Gemara is a kushi atzuma, is a powerful question, what we brought in the previous share on Daf Kuf Gimbal from the Naida Yehuda. The Naida Yehuda in Ebena Ezer, Simon Salidalid, wrote in Wamshat, that the Pshat in Ameymar, that you have to be daichef to regal on the ground, is because without the Yavim pushing his foot against the ground with the shoe, since the shoe of Chalitza did not serve in the capacity of a nal, of a shoe, meaning protecting their foot from the ground, Therefore, will not have a shame now, according to Amemar. If so, according to Neidah Behuda's shot, what was the back and forth in our sugya? How come the Gemara comes out that the reason why it has a shame now is only because the Shriach Bezin is allowed to walk with it if he wants? So we see that what gives it the shame now is the Shriach Bezin walking, and not the shot, the Yavim pushing his foot with it against the ground. Well, Chaira, this is a Tzarech in Gadol on the Mahalach of the Neidah Behuda. The Mishnah further teaches us Chalitza is done at night. According to the Tanakhama, the Chalitza is kasher. And according to Rabbi Lazar, the Chalitza is possible. The Gemara says, It would seem that they argue in the following point. The Mar Savar Makshinan Rivim Linegayim Umar Savar Le Makshinan Rivim Linegayim The Hainu Rabbi Lazar holds the same way the Allah is by a nega that appears in a house. The Pasuk says clearly Ubiyayim Hiraiz Bay the nega must be seen during the day. So the fact that the Torah puts together riv and nega in the same verse, the Mela teaches us the same way the nega must be seen dafka by yaim, who adin rivim, adin Torah must be only during the daytime. And since Rashi explains, chalitza is a dinhu, the gaivik suvasa, since through the chalitza process, now she's able to collect her ksuva, Therefore, it is considered a din which needs to be dafka bayayim according to the shita of the Tanakhama. Ask the Karen Ayran Rashi. Rashi seems to say the only reason why Chalitza is considered a din is because through the Chalitza process, she's now able to collect her ksuva. If that's the case, if so, every get should be considered a din. Because by a get as well, when she gets her get, she's able now to collect her ksuva. Yet the Karen Ayran assumes we don't find anywhere that a get needs a halacha of mishpat, that it must be performed dafka bayayim. Therefore, the current era argues on Rashi and he says, the reason why chalitza is considered a din is because since the Torah says that they must come up in front of the zakanim, in front of the elders, in front of the bezin, so you see the Torah views it as a din. The Birchus Avram wants to answer for Rashi, that Rashi does not mean to say that every time there's gviyas ksuba, so automatically it makes the procedure into a din. Rather, Rashi means to say that from the mere fact that the Torah says that you have to go up to the Zakanim, I could have still said there's a special Xerus HaKasav that it has to be performed in front of the elders, but not because it's considered like a din Torah. But since through Chalisa there is a collection of Ksuva, if so, now it's Mestabra to say that the Ged, or why the Torah says it should be done in front of the Zakanim is because they were Machshavit like a Din. And therefore, it resolves the problem of the Keret Ayra. By a Ged, where the Torah never said to do it before the Zakanim, therefore this, that merely there's a collection of Ksuva, that itself by itself does not make something in the category of Din. 
The Gemara then is Malchin. The Gemara says, the Kulei Alma, Leimakshin, or Evil Nagam. Really, I'll tell you both, like the Tanakama and like Rebbe Lazar, we are not Makish, Revim, to Nagam. The Imakshin, I feel Gemardin, Belayla Namilai. If indeed we are Makish, Adintaira to Anega, so the Din should be that even the Gemardin should be possible at night. Yet we learned in the Mishnah in Sanhedrin that as long as the Tlilas Din was by Yaim, it could be Gaira Belayla. So rather the Gemara says the Machlekes, Rebbe Lazar, and Tanakama is contingent on a different point. Rebbe Lazar views the Chalitza process like Tchilas the beginning of an entire, before the actual Psak. And therefore Rebbe Lazar says Chalitza performed by Laila is possible. Ashenk and the Tanakama says Chalitza by Laila is kosher is because he holds Chalitza's Kigmardin Damya. The way to properly view Chalitza is to view it like a Gemardin, where Bezdin already is issuing a Psak, and therefore, according to Tanakama, Chalitza Belayla is Kasher. We have to understand what exactly is the crux of the argument over here, whether to view Chalitza like a Trilastin, and therefore it is Pasal at night, or like a Gemardin, and therefore it is Kasher Belayla. The Birchus Avram explains that we could be Mazbah this based on a Chakira. What is the pshat that we find by Dine Mominus, a Gemar Din Belayla is kosher? One can explain this in one of two ways. One can say, since the Tchilas Din happened during the daytime, therefore there's a Sfara that since the Iker Din Tire already happened during the day, and the Gemar Din just as an issuing the Psak is happening by night, therefore the Gemar Din is Nigrar, is dragged after the Tchilas Din, and therefore we view it as if the Gemar Din as well took place during the daytime. If so, if that is the logic why Gmardin is Kasher Belayla, this will not apply to Chalitza. Since by Chalitza, the Iker Din is happening entirely by night, therefore there is nothing that happened during the day to be Geir the Chalitza after it, and therefore it is possible Belayla. And that's Rebbe Lazar's far. The Rebbe Lazar says Chalitza Belayla is possible because it's Daima to Tchilas Din. However, there's another way of understanding why Gmardin Belayla is Kasher. Perhaps it's Xeris HaKasuv, that only Tchilas Din needs Yom. Mashenkin Gemar Din, there's no Tanai that it needs Yom. And therefore, Chalitza, since it's the Gemar Hadavar, that since with the Chalitza she becomes totally Mutter, so therefore it's similar to a Gemar Din, which is the final Psak, and therefore that's the Shita of the Rabbanon, that the Gemar Din Chalitza is more Daimit to Gemar Din, and therefore Chalitza is Kasher Balayla. Berch Zavam writes that we find a Siyua to the first Svara, from the Chidush Aran in the third parak of Masechet Rosh Hashanah Daf Chaf Hayom Beis Divri Amas Chulchayk, where he writes over there that since there's a dim that you need Yom. So how we to understand why is Gemar Din is so kasher belayla? Zakterana Levade Hainu Taima the Kema the Havet Tchilase BeYom Gamrei Nami Baset Tchilase Shadinan Lei Ukeilu Nigmar BeYom Dami. Since the din is the Tchilas BeYom. Therefore, the Gemardin as well is thrown after the Trilas Din, and it's viewed as if the Gemardin as well was during the day. If so, we can say this is the Machaikas between the Tanakama and Rali Karbalazar. According to the Tanakama, Chalitza Belayla is a Chalitza Kshera, because he holds Chalitza is more diamond to Gemardin, because the gather of Gemardin is Kipshutai. The Chalik of Gemardin, whatever is the Gemar Hadavar, the Torah was Machsha Belayla. And therefore, Chalitza, which is the final blow, this is what's Mater Lashuk, is considered like a Gemar Hadavar, therefore, according to the Tanakama, Chalitza Belayla is Kasher. Mashenk, and according to Rabbi Lazar, holds Chalitza Belayla is possible, he holds Chalitza is not Daimit to Gemar Din. Because the whole side why Gemar Din is Kasher Belayla, is only because, since it started during the day, over here where it did not start during the day, you cannot apply that Svaram, therefore, Chalitza Belayla is possible. Agav the Shari Chaim on the Sefes Gittin Rechaim Shmulevitz in Simon Yud Beis Eis Yud Aleph brings a very powerful raya over here how how to view the gather of the Bezdin when it comes to Chalitza. Zotar Chaim Shmulevitz, if it's just Xeris Hakasav that it has to be performed in front of the Bezdin, how can we compare it to a Gmardin or to a Tchilastin, which is Allah when Bezdin is issuing a Psak? It must be that the Pshat and the gather of the Bezdin of Chalitza is as if they're paskining on this action, whether this action was a good Chalitza or not a good Chalitza. And therefore, the Gemara could compare it to Gemardin or Tchilastin to know whether Chalitza Belayla is kosher.
The, Mish- the Mishnah continues and teaches us According to the Rabbanon, a chalitza that's done removing the shoe from the left foot of the Yavam, the chalitza is a chalitza tzula. The Gemara explains the Pshan the Rabbanon because Ula says you learn Adek Shava. Regal, regal me mitzayra, just like over there, the blood must be placed on bayhain, ragle hayamanis, on the right foot of the mitzayra. Also over here, there's exeris akasab by chalitza as well, the shoe must be removed from the right foot of the yavam. Rajbo over here brings down that there was a question which the hachme asfartim had a big suffix about, what is the din of chalitza by a iter regal? Someone whose strong foot is his left foot. The Rajba says there are four options on the table. Option number one is, he as well must do chalitza with his right foot. Since that is the amin by most people, therefore the shoe must be removed from this fellow's right foot, even though he's really a lefty. Number two, that as far as to say, no, perhaps since by him his stronger foot is his left foot, so perhaps the shoe should be removed from this fellow's left foot. Another side is to say, perhaps we should remove the shoe from both his feet. Since it's a suffix, what is the din? And the fourth option the Rajma has is perhaps he vadai cannot do chalitza because this person does not have a yamin. The Ramban as well over here in his chedushim talks about this fascinating shaila. And the Ramban says, well, we find by as far as tefillin is concerned, which we know tefillin is generally put on a person's left hand. However, someone who's a lefty, the din is that he places it on his right hand. And Shailah Bishtayadav, someone who has equal power in both hands, he's ambidextrous, the din is, he places it on his left hand. But al we see by Tzfilin, that a lefty places it on his right hand. If so as well, should we say the same thing applies over here? Since this person's stronger leg is his left leg, therefore the shoe should be placed on his left leg. However, the Ramban then is mancha this proof, and he says there is no raya from Tzfilin to our case. Over there, the entire drasha, why we generally put it on the left hand, is because the Torah says, La'is al yadcha, which we darshan to mean yad keha, the weaker hand. And since an iter yad, a lefty, his weaker hand is his right hand, therefore it's included in yad keha, the weaker hand. However, by chalitza, since there is a din of yamin, a din of the right hand, so perhaps even a lefty cannot go ahead and put it on his left hand. The Ramban then writes, we find when it comes to a Kayin, as far as a mum is concerned, the Mishnah Mesathus Bechayrus and Afmem Hey Amad teaches us, Hashaylet Bishteyadav, someone who's ambidextrous, Rebbe Paisel Bachacham Mashirin. Rebbe says it's a problem, but according to the Chachamim, he's still a Kashra Kayin. And we learned in a Brice over there that an Eter, Bein Biyad, Bein Biregel, Pasel, a Kayin who's left handed or left footed, the dinner is that he's Pasel to do the Avaidah. If so, Zakhtar Amban, it's mashma from over there, the Sugyim Bechayris, that someone who's left-handed is not considered that he has a Yemin. If so, over here as well, when it comes to this Ita Regal, he does not have a Yemin, and therefore his left hand cannot be considered a Yemin. The Ramban then says that that as well is not conclusive, because there are those who explain the Sugyim Bechayris, not to mean to say that her Ita Yah does not have a right hand. And the din is that Avaida must be performed with someone's right hand, and this person does not have a right hand. But rather, the kavan of the Gemara is something entirely different. It is considered that the person is a Baal because we view it as if the right hand is getting weaker than the normal, and therefore it's considered like he has a mum. Now, even though we say someone who's ambidextrous is kasha like the Rabbanan, that's because of their review it, not that the right hand got weaker, but rather the left hand got stronger. And therefore, it's considered not a balmum. Mash'enk in a a left-handed person, we view it like his right hand got weaker, and therefore the dinah is considered a balmum as far as Avaid is concerned. But this will not have any ramifications as far as the question of Khalid. However, the Ramban in his final analysis takes a step back because Rashi says, is mashma that the psal of iter yad by Avaida, a left-handed kain, is because there's din yamin by Avaida, like the Gemara learns out, in Mesechta Zvachim, Adaf Chaftal, Amabez, Yad Yad Lukimitsa, Regal Regal Chalitza, and someone who is the Iter Yad is considered like he doesn't have a Yemen, does not have a right hand. 
And since it's considered like he doesn't have a right hand, so therefore, even as far as Chalitza, there would be an issue. And therefore, the Ramban comes out, then ain't la yamin, ain't a chalitz klal, he should not do Chalitza at all. The Kaiman she ain't gemar bedaber, la yachlitz. If so, it comes out according to the Ramban, that someone who is stronger in his left foot, a left-footed person is not able to do chalitza. Comes along the Arsameach in Perik Dal Mehuchlis Yiv Malach and he asks a very powerful question on the Ramban. The Ramban assumes, he says, that someone who's a Iter Yad does not have a Yamin, does not have a right hand. If so, according to the Ramban, the din is that if he does Avaida with his right hand, he should be considered Mechal Avaida. It's because we know that din is someone does Avaida with his left hand, he makes the Avaida puzzle. And yet, all these psulim that Iter is mentioned amongst them, the whole psul is only at their inner shava bizar shal aren. Since they're not similar to other kehanim, therefore they're not allowed to do avayda. However, it's clear in the Sugiyim B'chayris that they're not mechal avayda. But according to the Ramban Esther Sameach, that he's not considered like he has the right hand, if so, he should even be mechal avayda. The Sefer Knesset Rishonim Amasechta Zvachim Dafchaf Daladam Beis, he answers this question of the Arsameach. He explains that the din that you need, Yemin, is only a din as far as the mitzvah of Avaidah. However, the psul and the chil comes about is because if it's a positive halacha that it's considered a left hand. He says, therefore, even according to the Ramban, that an iter yad lacks in the mile of Yemin, because Yemin has to be not only that side of the body, but has to be the stronger hand, but he says it's still not considered like the Ramban to be smile, and therefore, even according to the Ramban, though he cannot do the Avaidah, however, it is not Mechal Avaidah either. The next mission we have Machlekes between Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Akiva, fascinating Machlekes. Where in the Chalitza process, there was a Chalitza done, the removal of the shoe, and there was a Kriya, the reading of the Psukim, the Yavama did not spit. What is the Halacha? According to Rebbe Lazar, since the Yavama did not spit, therefore the Chalitza is rendered a Chalitza Psula. Mashenken, according to Rebbe Akiva, he says, no, the Chalitza is still considered a Chalitza Kshera. Rabbi Lazar says to Rabbi Akiva, I don't understand, it says in the Pasuk, Kacha Yaseh, this is how it should be done. We know Kacha is always Le'ikuva, always Ma'akiv. And it says, Kacha Yaseh, anything which is an action is Ma'akiv. If so, spitting as well, which is an action, should be Ma'akiv in the Chalitza process. How could you, Rabbi Akiva, hold not this way? Rabbi Akiva answers Rabbi Lazar, Misham Ra'i if anything, from that very proof you brought is a riot to me. All it says in the Pasuk is, Kacha yeyasa le'ish. So it should be done to the man. Kol davishu ma'isa be'ish. Therefore, the proper reading of the Pasuk is, only thing which is a direct action in the man, the hainu, removing the shoe where the isha does an action in the actual guf of the man, by removing the shoe off his foot. Mashenken rikika, spitting, which is not an action directly in the man, therefore, Rikiva says, it is not ma'akiv. The Aruch Lanar over here brings down the most beautiful pshat in this Safri that we could explain based in the Sugi of Argamar. On the Pasik by Chalitza where it says, the Yarka Bifanov, the Safri comments, Yachal Bifanov Mamish, you might think that she has to spit in his face, Mamish, that the spittle must touch the Yavan's face. Talmud has a Kanim. The Pasik just says it has to be in front of the eyes of the Zakanim. Mikan Amru from here they said, if Chalitza was done and Kriya was done, but not the spitting, Rabbi Lazar Paisel, Rabbi Akiva Machsher. Rabbi Lazar says it's possible, but Rabbi Akiva says it is kasher. Asked our the words of the Sifri are Tamuim. What connection is there between the beginning of the Sifri and the end of the Sifri? The Sifri says that since Yarka doesn't mean Bifan of Mamish, from here they said that if the Chalitza was done and she didn't spit, Rabbi Akiva is Machsher. He says, according to the sugya of Argamar, it's beautiful. Since, according to the sugya, the only reason why Rebekiva was able to be machsher without spitting is because he darshans only something which is a maisa in the guf ha'ish. So that's good if the din is that the spit does not have to actually touch the face of the man. So then we could say the rekika spitting is not considered maisa ish, a maisa in the man. It's not with the guf of the person. However, if the pshat in Yarka would be literally Yarka Bafanov, which means that the spittle must touch the face of the Yavam, 
If so, it would take on the same status like the removal of the shoe, whereas there's an action in the Gufa Adam. If so, now the Safri fits like a glove. In the beginning of the Safri, the Safri Darshins, that you should know the Yark of Mephana does not mean literally in his face. It just means in front of him, in front of the Zakanim. Mikat Amru from here, they said that according to Rabbi Akiva, that if a Chalitza is done without spitting, it is not Ma'akiv because it does not lack as far as being a Maisa Ba'ish, an action which is done in the guf of the person himself. The Mishnah later teaches us, If the Chalitza was done in front of three Dayanim, and one of the three Dayanim is found to be a Karav, a relative, or a Pasle, it didn't is, the Chalitza is invalid. Rashi explains, why is the Chalitza Pasle? Because when you have three Dayanim, and one of them is found to be a Karav, a Pasle, Shuv, Lek, Arak, Shnaim, Dayanim, Sheirim, you're only left with two Kasher Dayanim, and like the Mishnah itself said right before this, that with two Dayanim itself, the Chalitza as well is Pasle. The Kaivet Sa'aris, Rabbi Chanan, and so enticed Rabbi Kiv Eger on Mishnayis, bring down that the Mishnah Lamelech in Parakit Aleph Mehilchas Edus, which over there I did not find the Mishnah Lamelech. However, if you look in the Mishnah Lamelech in Parak Tezayin, Halacha Hey of Hilchas Edus, over there you could find this that they say. The Mishnah Lamelech is medactic in the words of Rashi in our Mishnah. The Mishnah Lamelech says there's a fundamental question. We know when it comes to witnesses, the Mishnah in the end of the first parak of Makkah teaches us that if someone comes with a hundred witnesses and one of these witnesses is found to be a Karav Apostle, a relative to one of the litigants or Apostle, the din is that not only is he Apostle to say testimony, but he actually renders the entire cat, the entire group, now becomes Apostle. And there's a question in the Achreinim, does this same halacha apply when you have a group of Dayanim, a group of judges, and one judge is found to be a carve apostle, would it render the other Dayanim apostle as well? Zakta Mishlomel from Rashi and our Mishnah would seem that by Dayanim we do not apply this din of Nimtza Echamim carve apostle Kulam Betela. Because Rashi says that when one of the Dayanim is found to be apostle, the reason why there's an issue, Rashi says, because now you're only left with two Dayanim. Mashman from Rashi, the only problem is that since you, you lost one, you're only left with two. And we need at least three. Mashman, if you would have started off with four Dayanim, according to Rashi, there would be no issue. Even though it was Nimtza Echamim, Karv Apostle. And we don't say that the Lach of Bezdin follows similar to the Lach of Eidus, the Nimtza Echamim, Karv Apostle, Eidus and Betela. However, the Kaivet Aris brings down that the Shalos of Chuvah Sarajba and Chelek Vav, Simen Vav, writes Beferish, and even by Dayanim, we do apply this Yisait of Nimtz Echem Karvei Pasol, and they Pasols up all the other Dayanim as well. We have to understand what exactly is the crux of the Machaikas here, between Rashi and the Rajba, whereby Rashi comes out, he holds that there is no Din of Nimtz Echem Karvei Pasol when it comes to Dayanim, when it comes to Judges, and yet the Rajba feels the same way, that by Edus there's a Din, that if one is found to be Karvei Pasol, as well. Perhaps one way to understand this is based on what we find the Chakira, how to understand exactly how does this work, this Yisayid by Eidos, that if you walk into Bezin with a hundred Eidim and one is found to be a Karve Apostle, so now it renders the entire Kat Apostle. We find two Mahalchem in this. In Charles Yitzhubis, Rabbi Kiva Eger, Simon Kuf Chavdalad, he brings down Bishem the Nesivas to explain the Gedr Adavr is that the Psul is Nespashet Bechola Edim. Since they come together as one group, therefore when one of them is found to be a car of a relative or apostle, his Psul spreads throughout the entire group. And therefore all of them have that same status like this individual. However, the Rosh in the end of the first parak of Makis brings down that the Gedr is Edesha Batla Miktsasa Batla Kula. We know when it comes to testimony, the din is that if part of the edus is nispatel, falls off, so the entire edus gets thrown out. So who I over here, if one person is found carved puzzle, one of them is found to be puzzle, therefore it disqualifies everyone else as well. According to this, we can explain the machlekes, Rashi, and the Rashba. According to the first explanation, that together is the psul is nispashe, Whatever soul was on this individual, since they're mitzvah together, they're as one group, therefore the soul spreads throughout the entire group like a disease. 
If so, we can understand this is not limited to Eidos, but rather the Rajma felt this could apply to Dayanim as well. Dayanim are coming together as a group, and therefore we learn that from Eidos the same way over there, the Torah is Mechadish to us, that the soul of one Eid spreads throughout the group, so the whole thing when it comes to Dayanim, if one of them becomes puzzle, that soul spreads throughout the entire group of Dayanim. However, according to the Rush's explanation, that the gather of Nim to Achim Karav Apostle is Halacha, like Eidus Shabbatul Miktasa, Batul Kula, that the Eidus where some of the Eidus falls off, so we know that the other Eidus is possible as well. So this Halacha is specifically an Eidus. When it comes to testimony, we find this concept. We don't find this concept when it comes to Dayanim. And therefore, when it comes to Dayanim, Rashi held, we do not say this Yisoyed of Nim to Achim Karav Apostle, Eidus Kulan Betela. The Gemara continues, and rather in the first Lashon says, Hashta the Chazinam from the Mishnah B'Di'evet, if there's no Kriya of the Psukim of Chalitza, the Chalitza is still valid. If so, a Ilayim V'Ilemes, a Yavam who is mute, or a Yavama who is mute, who can't talk, Shechaltu, when they did a Chalitza, Chalitza sing Sheira, the Chalitza is still valid. Rava explained that the Mishnah of Cheresh and Chereshes, which are Psulim, is not because they're not able to do the Kriya, but rather the Pshat is, A Cheresh we know, where Chazal talk about Bechal Makaim, is a someone who not just cannot hear, but he cannot speak as well. And he lacks in the level of Das. And therefore, Rav explains, that's the Pshat, why Cheresh and Cheresh is Chalitza's Pasal, not because they can't talk, because the Allah is, the Rav says, that we find that Kriya is not Ma'akiv. Ask the Gemara on Rava, but didn't the Rav Yame tell us that the Psul of Cheresh and Cheresh's is because Einai Ba'imer Amra. Since neither of them can talk and say the Psukim, therefore it is possible. Now Taisus in the Sugya asked on Zvei Rav Yanai themselves, why was it so simple by Zvei Rav Yanai that the proper understanding of Cheresh and Cheresh's in the Mishnah, the reason why it's possible is because Einam Ba'imer Amra. They can't say the Psukim. Well, Chayra, why didn't he understand like Rava? The Cheresh and Cheresh are possible in the Mishnah because they're not B'nai Dea, like you find in other places that they're not considered B'nai Dea. And we learned later on in Mesechus Yuvamis and Afkuf Vav Amun Aleph, the Lacha is, but Inan Sheyiskav Nishneam, we need a level of Das, and they're not B'nai Dea. Taisis answers that Tverabiyane understood that the case of the Mishnah is talking about every case, even in a case where Bezin is standing al-Gabam on top of them, and they're telling him exactly what to do by the Chalitza for it to be Akasha Chalitza. And therefore, as far as the issue of Das, there would be no issue. Taisis says we find this concept as well in Mesethus Gittin, on the Chaf Beis, on the Beis, where the Gemara teaches us that a Chayra Shaita Vekatan, who write a Gat, as long as a Gadol is Aymed al-Gabayim, a Gadol is standing over them and teaching them how to do it, the get is kosher. And therefore, according to Tzver Abiyanai, Cheresh and Cheresh's would not be an issue of not being B'nai Deya. And therefore, Al-Kakha Cheresh and Cheresh's that are possible could only be because they're not B'aymer Emra. Taisus, however, says, I agree, that though by a get, I'm willing to go ahead and be Machshar Ashaita, if a Gadol is Aymer Al-Gabav, however, Taisus says, this is where I draw the line, that when it comes to Chalitza, such a thing would not be kosher. Because since by Chalitza there are Rebuitzvarim, there are many things that are going on, and he doesn't have his own das, he's just doing what Bezin says. So Bishlon by a get, where the Gadol tells him what to do, and we see that he understands because after all he's writing the Gat Lishma, he's writing down the name of the man, he's writing down the name of the woman, he's writing down the name of the cities, and therefore we could rely upon this by a get. Mashi'enke in Taisis says that when it comes to a Chalitza, a real shaita he would never allow, just a chayrish and chayrashes, but a real shaita he would never allow to go ahead and do chalitza with the gadol Ayman al-gabal. So it comes out from our Taisis and Masechtas Yavamis, Taisis holds that even by a chalitza, a chayrish and the gadol Ayman al-gabal works similar to a get. Taisis just says a shaita does not work by. However, the Rajba and Masechtas Chulin on Dafya Beis brings down Bishem Rabbeinu Yaina that anything which is possible to be done through a shliach, so over there we apply that Huadina Gadol Aymed al Gabav works. Mashenkin Rabbeinu Yana writes, when it comes to Chalitza, since when it comes to the Chalitza process, it does not work through Shlichas, therefore Huadina cannot work with a Gadol Aymed al Gabav. 
we have to understand what exactly is the site of this machaikis over here between Titus and Rabbeinu Yaina. Do we say that by Chalitza, since Shlichus does not work by Chalitza, so Huadin does not work with Gadol Ayman al Gabav? Or do we say that no, by Chalitza as well, Gadol Ayman al Gabav could work? It would seem that Rabbeinu Yaina and Titus argue in a very fundamental question. What exactly is the lambdas of the gather of the Gadol Ayman al-Gabav? One could understand the gather of Gadol Ayman al-Gabav in two different ways. Either pshat is that the action is viewed as the action of the Katan, the Cheresh, the Shaita, who is writing the Get. Just the issue is we need a Kavana, we need the Kavana Lishma that needs to be done a Yidei Agadol. And what we say is that Gadol Ayman al-Gabav works that the Kavana of the Gadol is Mitzorif together with the action of the Cheresh of the Katan. And since he's doing it based on what the Gadol is telling him, so there's enough of a connection between the two that the Mahshav of the Gadol could work together with the action of the Cheresh of the Katan. And so it brings the Atar Shmuel on Masech Tanskit and the Achav Beis on the Beis, such a Svar. Or perhaps... Perhaps that is not the gather of Gadol Ayman al-Gabav. Perhaps the gather of Gadol Ayman al-Gabav works, like it says in the Kiryas Melech Rav, from the son of the Machna Ephraim in Perik Gimel, Mehilfos Gerishin. It's considered that the Gadol is doing the entire action, because since everything is being done based on what the Gadol is telling the Katan, therefore in the Lashin of the Kiryas Melech, the Katan is only Kekumis, the Yad HaKaisev, like a pen in the hands of the one writing it, then of course it's you that the person is writing the thing, this is just the tool, how he's writing it. So too over here, since the Gadol is Ayman al-Gabav and telling the Katan what to do, it's viewed as if the Gadol is doing the action and just using the Katan merely as a tool. With this we can explain the Machlekes Rebbeinu Yayna and Taisis, whether by Chalitza such a thing could work. Over here by Chalitza, where the Din is Chalitza, does not work Aidei Shlichus, but rather we need the Yavam and the Yavam themselves to perform the Chalitza, so if the lumdus of Gadol Ayman al-Gabav is that it's the action of the Katan or the Cherish, the Shaita of the Katan, so then it could work by Chalitza as well. Just we need a Kavana Lishma, and therefore since you have the Gadol Ayman al-Gabav telling him what to do, and he's being mitzar of his Kavana, it's considered the action of the Katan, the action of the Yavam, together with the Kavana of the Gadol. Masha'inkin, Rabbi Yain understood, similar to what it says in the Kiryas Melech Rav, that the lambdas of Gadol Ayman al-Gabav is as if the action is being performed by the Gadol. And this Yavam or Yavama is just like a Kli Biyadai. It's just like a utensil in his hand, like a Kumus Biyad like a pen in the hand of the writer. And therefore Rabbeinu Yaina says, of course it can't work by Chalitza. Since by Chalitza Shlichus doesn't work, you need the actual Yavam and Yavam themselves to do it, so then Gadol Ayman al-Gabav cannot work as well. Rabbi says further, Hasha the Amikriya Ma'akevis, once you have taught us Valacha, that Kriya is Ma'akev, Lefikach Ilan Vilemesh Echaltu, Chalitzasim Tsula. Therefore, if a Yavam and Yavama who cannot talk or are mute, they do a Chalitza, the Chalitza is invalid. The Mishnah says that Chalitza is Kashir without a Kriya. That's to be understood like Reb Zaira teaches us Halacha, Kalarai Labila, Ain Bila Ma'akevis Bai, Vichol Sheinarai Labila, Bila Ma'akevis Bai. The din is that a mincha which is brought, if it's 60 sarin, it's able to be mixed properly with the oil, and therefore it is kosher. Even though the Gemara says, in light bowl kosher, even if the avenue not boiled, it's not an issue, but the din has to be akopanem roi libila. If someone makes a kabbalah to bring a mincha of 61 sarin, he must bring it as two separate karbanas in two separate utensils because it needs to be at least roi libila. So what in the Mishnah, by Elaim Ve'lemet, since they're not even royal Kriya, the din is the Chalitza is possible. Now the Rambam, in the fourth parak of Yibam, Halacha Ches, writes that a Suma, a blind Yavam, cannot do Chalitza, because it says the Yark of Afanish, he spits in front of his face, the Einza Rai Haraik, and he cannot see the spit. The Magamishna writes that this din must be only Lechatchila, but of course, by the Evid, it must be Kasher, because we know Rikika, the spitting is not Ma'akiv. Ask the Mishnah Melech on the Maga Mishnah, but we know there's a din that you need Raila Bila. And if so, it should be that you need Raila Rikika. And if so, it should be even Likuva. Since in this case it's not Raila Rikika, because the album is blind, it should be Ma'akiv, even by the Abbot. The Arsameach wants to say a tremendous Chiddush. 
And he wants to explain the Pshat in the Magad Mishnah that there is no concept of Raya Labila in such a case. Zaktar Sameach, the whole place where we find the concept of Raya Labila is like, for example, when it comes to a Mincha. Whereby a Mincha, the purpose of the Mincha is to be brought as a carbon on the Mizbeach. So the din is that since Bishas the Gemara Dabar, the time when you're bringing the carbon itself on the Mizbeach, it is not Roy Labila, it does not have the oil within it, and it's not, it wasn't even Roy at that point to be mixed with oil. Therefore, at the time of the Gemara Dabar, the fact that it's lacking in oil is Ma'akiv and not Kravas HaKarban. However, argues the Arsameach that over here in this case, since at the time of the Iker Gemara Dabar, the Iker time when the Chalitza is taking effect is when the actual shoe is being removed, and that it's not yet the time of Rikika, the spitting, the spitting is only done afterwards. So since at a time when the action of Chalitza is being done, it is not yet the Zman of Rikika, there is no Halacha to spit yet, Therefore, there is no din that the lack of spinning is li'ikuva. Rav Shlomo Heinemann and Chelek Bey, Simon Samach Gimel, comes in defense of the sheet of the Mishnah Melech, where the Mishnah Melech feels that even in such a case, one can apply the concept of kolaray labila, ein bila ma'akeves bite. He says the Mishnah Melech understood the gather of ray labila based on the Rajbam and the Setlis Bobabasar on the Pei Aleph on the Beis. The Rajbam explains that since the Torah tells us, bring a mincha, and the Torah as well tells us the idea of being boiled the mincha, mixing with oil, Zakhtar Ashbam, it serves like a simon. It's as if the Torah is saying, there's a certain type of mincha I want you to bring. Granted, it's not ma'akiv to you to mix the oil or not. However, but it has to at least be a certain type of mincha. A mincha which has the ability to be mixed. And therefore, the Ashbam explains when someone brings a mincha of 61 isarim, since it does not even have the ability to be mixed, it's as if he's not bringing a mincha from the right ingredients. It's as if he's bringing it from adashim, from kidneys, from something which is not the right ingredients, not from wheat. And therefore, the Rashbam says, that is the understanding why bila is ma'akiv. By the Torah telling us, there's a concept of bila, the Torah is signaling to us how type of mincha we are supposed to bring. If so, argues Rav Shlaim Heinemann for the Mishnah Melech, that according to the Mishnah Melech, since the Torah talks about spitting in the face of the Yavim, and the Yavim seeing it, therefore the Torah is telling us what exactly is the Tzura of Chalitza. The Chalitza process must have these components in it. It has to have the ability to have spitting in front of the eyes of the Yavim. And since at the end of the day, this Yavim who is blind cannot see it, Therefore, this whole chalitza process is rendered not possible. There's a fascinating chasam cipher, which will end with this. The chasam cipher says that it says in the Mishnah in Sukkah that a katan, a child who does not know how to shake the luav in all directions, does not have a mitzvah of chinuch, to be mechanachim in the mitzvah of luv and esrig. All the achreinim are bothered. Why is that so? The Gemara in Sukkah teaches us, midag be nafik be that as soon as one picks up the law of an asterisk, he's already yaitse. So even if this katan does not know how to do the nanuim, to shake the law of in all directions, well, let's still be mechanachim for the deraisa of picking up the law of an asterisk itself. The Chsam Seifer explains that since we find this yisaid of kol she'ena roi labila, bila ma'akeves bai, the Chsam Seifer says that the same way the law has to be able to be shaken, like we find in the Mishnah that the size of the Luav is four Tvachim, and the extra Tafach is Kedelun Aneabai in order to shake it around. Therefore, some cipher says the same way there's a Din, Mitzad the Chayfetz, the object has to be Royal Labila, and without that, the object is possible. What in the person taking the Luav and Asterik, he also has to be Royal Labila. He also has to be able to perform the Mitzvah of shaking it in all directions, even Midairaisa. And therefore the Chassam Seifer says, this that the Gemara says, just picking up the rule of an asterisk itself, one is Yaitse, that's only by a person, by an individual, who is royal labila, who is able to shake it in all directions. But since by a katan she'en yedel ananea, he does not know how to shake it in all directions, by him it is not royal labila, therefore bila ma'keves by when he picks it up, he is not even Yaitse, the dairaisa. Ramaisha Feinstein, however, argues with this svara. The question that came to Ramaisha in a tshuva was, there was a sick person in the hospital who was paralyzed, and the question was, carrying a little of an esterk for him, 
for Hatsukas in order to fulfill the mitzvah, does he fulfill the mitzvah and by, is there carrying it for a purpose or not? After all, he could just stick the of an Esrik into his hands and he's not going to be able to shake it at all in any directions. So Ramesha says he feels that yes, of course, he's still be Mekayim the mitzvah by just holding it in his hand that is already be Mekayim the mitzvah of taking the of an Esrik. However, the Shail says he heard in the name of the Avdei Nezer that it needs to be Royal Abila and he has to be able to shake it. Ramesha says he never saw such an Avdei Nezer. But Akhopanim, it does come out, according to some cipher, there is this halacha of Royal Abila, even when it comes to the Gavra, the person who's holding the of an Esrig. And in such a case, according to some cipher, the person would not be able to be Yaitse, his mitzvah, because Kol She'ena Royal Abila, Bila Ma'keves Bait. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.